2: We do a podcast? What the fuck? Mega Man, I have a mission that requires your attention. Dr. Wily has created evil duplicates of the fan holes. You must find and defeat these rascally robo holes.
1: No, Dr. Light, why must I fight them? We are not enemies.
2: What are you, dense? Are you retarded? You're a goddamn Mega Man. I am your creator, so stop crying and do what I tell you.
1: Are you... Jewish or something?
2: That's racist, but if you must know, I'm Fuddish.
1: Oi Hey guys, welcome back to a mega fantastic episode of Fanholes Podcast. Hey what's up guys? This is D Eric. To the his zizzy because apparently I'm the rapper and Mike is the DJ. Uh, <laughs> this is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, and I'm joined tonight by three count them three of my fellow fan holes. Why don't you guys give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight? <fewl> Derek, why must I fight you? We are not
2: enemies. It's Mike. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Wally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad Jan gets that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, this is Air Hammer. (laughs) Yon.
0: Super fighting alcoholic, mega drunk, this is Tony.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, if you if you haven't figured it out, uh, the the theme of tonight's show is actually the video game franchise Mega Man. Specifically, what we're going to be discussing tonight is the first arc, the first four issues of the Archie Comics Mega Man series, which started in 2011. So, we I, I think we've all heard some good things about this. It comes from the same creative team that worked on the sonic the hedgehog comic series which has been going on forever like it's got like 200 something issues i think i think it's almost got like 300 issues by now and i i always remember hearing good things about that sonic the hedgehog series and then i believe mike had brought up that the, the mega man series was done by the same team and and maybe we should look into trying to uh you know look at some of the comics on the show and so we all kind of sat down and read the first arc which is the first four issues of Mega Man which is titled Let the Games Begin but before we get into the nitty-gritty about Mega Man Let the Games Begin from Archie Comics I thought you know we'd kind of break the ice and do a couple softball questions and get us all kind of warmed up and start talking about Mega Man before we get into the actual comic and stuff. And so I, I'm just kind of curious. Like, I, I have to be honest, I, I'm probably not the biggest... I, I don't want to say, like, I'm not a big fan of Mega Man, but I'm not very knowledgeable. I, I, all I can say is my original take on, on Mega Man was he was kind of like the little midget guy with the funny voice on Captain N and like that's kind of all I knew and then my gamer friends kind of had to school me and go that that's not Mega Man like that guy's lame like this is Mega Man and, and Mega Man is cool you know like and and so then you know they they basically set me straight and then from then on I I just say my personal experience with Mega Man is he's he's one of my favorite characters to play in the Marvel versus Capcom game franchise for sure. I mean, that thats obviously speaks volumes of my my sort of ignorance or at least lack of info on the character. So I just thought I'd ask all my fellow fanholes, like, what? how about you, Mike? Like, when's the first time you were ever introduced to Mega Man, and how did you sort of become, you know, familiar with the character, whether it was games or cartoons or Dreamwave comics or what, whatever it was?
2: Oh, well, I mean, I've I played, like... Like I think I've told you guys before, but my parents like forbid me to get like a Nintendo and like a like even like a Sega Genesis or a Super Nintendo, so I pretty much had to rely on friends to play like video games at home and stuff, so you know i'd go I'd go over to my friend's house who would have a Nintendo and stuff and i'd I'd play Mega Man and I can't even remember the first time I played it, but it must have been like three two or three or four like one one of the like, I don't think I've ever played the original, but I know I've played like you know, one of the later ones, so that's probably the first time I ever played it. Um The first game I ever owned, though, of Mega Man um, was Mega Man X, the, the first one, and I owned it on the PC. It was, like, one of my first PC games that I ever owned, and, like, I think it came out for Super NES, like, originally, but they, they ported it to the PC, and I remember, like, when we first got a computer, like, it was that... And, like, I think I had Earthworm Jim or something, like, the PC version. So, like, I, I spent a lot of time playing, like, Mega Man X. And um I guess that's kind of, like, the Batman Beyond of Mega Man or whatever. But, like, it's the future Mega Man. But, you know, it, it, basically the same game mechanics and all that. And then, like, I, I think the very first, like... A Mega Man game I bought in like the 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 real timeline or whatever was Mega Man Eight for the original PlayStation, which was you know it, it's kind of it, it was kind of very it was difficult. But uh, I just remember liking it because it had like some really nicely animated, like fully animated, like cutscenes. And as me and Jan were alluding to earlier, like it had an awful, awful English dub. And and yes, as Jan alluded to, uh, Doctor Light sounded like Elmer Fudd. So yeah, he was like Doctor Wowie. <laughs> like look out!
3: I don't know where this energy came from, but I cannot let it fall into Doctor Wowie's hands. <laughs> You must recover all the energy immediately, Mega Man. But
0: where is Dr. Wiley?
3: That's a good question. We may be able to locate another energy emission from the radar room. When we find that media, we'll find Dr. Wiley.
2: And I don't think I ever beat that game, because it was freaking hard. Like, man, I, I think I gave up after I beat, like, the first couple bosses, and then I couldn't beat, like, one, and I was just getting frustrated. And I think I eventually, like, gave the game away to my cousins or something, so... But uh, I mean, and that's—I've always liked Mega Man. I mean, he's a Capcom character, and you guys know I love Street Fighter. So he was always in like the periphery, like you know, in my vision basically. And yeah, and like you, Derek, I used to like playing him in like Marvel versus Capcom. You know, I'd watch it like sometimes the the stupid cartoon, the Deke cartoon, would be on in the morning, and I'd watch that. I mean, I'm not like a huge Mega Man fan, but I think I. I I, prob- I probably have it over you, Derek. So oh, in yeah. terms of yeah, Mega sure. Man knowledge, so yeah, like you know, I I like it, and uh, you know, I had heard. I think I was the one to suggest the, the comics topic yeah. because I had heard very good things about it, and uh, uh, I was I was delighted to be proven correct after I read it. So yeah.
1: Cool, yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed the comic myself. But we'll we'll keep doing the, the ice-breaking warm-up round, and I'll move on to Yawn and just ask him, is your experience any different from Mike's? Like, how were you first introduced to the, the character and the franchise of Mega Man?
3: Uh, well, I'd say my first exposure to the character was, again, with Captain N. Uh, that would have been around 1989, 1990. The very first Mega Man game I ever played was either 2 or 3, and that was back in 1992. Uh, Then the first Mega Man game I ever owned was number 3, and I believe it was the first one I beat as well. So, uh, yeah, it's one of my top favorites out of the franchise. To this day, I own about 19 different Mega Man games, and I've played several other fan Games and hacks online. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say I'm probably
1: the biggest Mega Man fan out of the four of us. Cool. No, that's very awesome. So, I mean, do you do you enjoy all the different games that you've had, or I mean, has has the quality kind of been consistent throughout your your fandom, or are, are there some cases where? You know, like you're saying you have favorites where you really like Mega Man 3 over maybe some of the other games. Like, are there cases where certain games outshine others? Or,
3: Well, let's, uh, like, out of the, origi- uh, the classic 11 titles that are out there, uh, that being 1 through 10 and then Mega Man and Base, which took place after the 8th game, I would say 1, like, the original game is probably the hardest out of them all alongside uh, Mega Man and Base, which has a very difficult fortress uh, toward the end, from my experience, anyway. Uh, mostly yeah, yeah, because yeah. the second stage, you have to take on, like, five bosses in one go. It's crazy.
0: Uh, Jan, you have to be a hipster and call it Rockman versus Four Forte. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
3: uh, then, yeah, you got the X series, and uh, it's definitely got its hard points. Uh, Mega Man X... 5 is where a lot of people said it uh, started to take its turn. Uh, X6, though, is where it gets insanely difficult and is probably one of the most hated out of the series, along with X7, which was the first to uh, attempt 3D graphics. But yeah, there's a lot more in the franchise. Like, you've got the Battle Network series, which led into Star Force, and then you've got the Legends series. Uh, Yeah, there's uh, many, many games
1: cool cool very cool so i am going to keep the train rolling here and move on to my good buddy Tony Jackson i'm kind of curious about yourself too like how how were you first exposed to the whole mega man franchise tony
0: well you know back in the old days when we used to gather around the radiation king there was this super there was this nintendo console i owned um actually <clears throat> i did play the original mega man Horrible box art and uh, all <laughs> on uh, the uh, ar- original Nintendo system. I rented it. Uh, we weren't a poor family, but I definitely didn't get every game I ever wanted. So we rented a lot of games. It was more. I rented more than I bought. Definitely,
1: I, I think that was true of everybody back in the day. Like you, you couldn't. It, it yeah. was like VHS tapes. Like you know, everything was ninety nine dollars and stuff. Like you couldn't always afford to. To buy everything that, that, you know, it's not like today where you just kind of buy what you want to buy or whatever. But, yeah, I yeah. totally, totally come from that same kind of place where we were always renting games. I just, I, I don't think I ever rented Mega Man games myself. Like, it just in general is all. But I guess you're I, saying, I actually, yeah.
0: I didn't want to rent it, though. I thought it was going to be kind of crappy because, really, the box art for the first Mega Man game sucks. It is It was really bad. <laughs> Like, and he art. looks
2: like the dumpy guy, like yeah, he's a dumpy forty-year-old like guy, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but the like, whole behold- like what Oberon from Mr. Miracle is dressed up in like some <laughs> armor and blowing yeah. people away.
0: Yeah, he's holding a blaster. He doesn't have like the uh, you know iconic Mega Buster and everything. But uh, but lo and behold, it was a really good game. I really enjoyed it. Um, as a kid, Gutsman stage just killed me because of those damn platforms. And I moved on to Mega Man X, you know, I did play like, I I think my last Nintendo Mega Man game as a kid was 4, I didn't really go past that, and then, uh, yeah, I started playing Mega Man X, Uh, I played X 1 and 2 and 3, and then I kind of forgot about Mega Man for a while, because Capcom, you know, obviously came out with their uh, Cash Cow Street Fighter 2 by that time, and I was just all about that, me and my friends going to the arcade. Uh, But yeah, I still love Mega Man, he's a great character and he, I, I liked him so much as a character that uh, probably about 10 years ago, PlayStation and Xbox had a Mega Man anniversary set, which had the first eight games. I bought that, and man, I just tore ass through that. I love that game, that, that that collection. And it brought back such good memories, and I'm not as big a fan as Yawn, but I, I think I'm probably the second biggest fan of Mega Man out of the four of us. And yeah, Mega Man's always been that kind of iconic character. I, I definitely put him up there with mario samus and link from like nintendo and that kind of paid off because he was included in the latest version of smash brothers so you know good up on you uh mega man and capcom for actually doing something with them
1: cool so i i guess i know yawn already sort of mentioned what one of his favorite mega man games was but i was going to kind of ask you guys i guess i'll go back to mike just in case he wants to highlight a specific game or anything, but is there any game that you want to give a shout-out to as being, like, one of your favorites in terms of the Mega Man franchise? I
2: guess, I guess by default, um, like, Mega the first original Mega Man X, like, because I, I beat that, I played it for a long time, you know, I replayed it, and maybe just by virtue of one of the only, you have being one of the only games I had for a long time, but... The the original Mega Man X, and then there was another, like, one that I I got a ROM for, I think. Uh, I think it's, maybe Jan can help me out of. It was that fighting game that, um, I think it was, like, called the Battle Master or something. Like Like Mega Mega Man Battles? Yeah, Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it was, like, a fighting game. Like, I, I used to play that a little bit. Like, okay. I thought that was cool, because I was kind of like, there's a Mega Man fighting game, and, like, there, there was a point where, like, since I loved Street Fighter so much, like, I'd look for any kind of fighting games yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'd try
1: to, like, either download them or play them or, you know, World whatever. World
0: Heroes it's- 2, fuck yeah! <laughs> how, how, <laughs> yeah exactly.
1: how is the, the gameplay on that version of Mega Man? I mean, it, it, compared to, I guess, some of the, the top-tier fighting games, like, is it, it, is it like, between, if, if it's it's like uh, Justice League Task Force at the low end, and like Marvel vs. Capcom at the high end. Like, where does it fall in that radius?
2: It was, I think, it was kind of simplistic, if I remember correctly. It, I mean, it was
1: more of a shooty kind of game. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was more
2: like constant. Like the the fights were like boss battles, oh, basically. Okay. If I remember okay. correctly, yeah. So, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had fun playing it, but
0: I was okay. just going to say it has really pretty graphics.
2: Yeah, it looks like kind of, yeah, very, like, uh, bright and, like, anime and stuff, but I, I guess, like like I said, maybe by virtue of me not having any other thing, like, options, like, maybe I just liked it because of that, but...
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. So, uh, yeah. I know, Jan, you, you had mentioned Mega Man 3 as one of your favorites before, correct? <laughs> and then, is there is there anything else, like, you'd want to give a shout-out to as, like, runner-up or honorable mention or anything like that?
3: Uh... Well, yeah, Mega Man X is definitely a big uh, part of it. Um, The original, I would say, is my favorite of the first three. Uh, Probably one of my favorites overall next to, say, X4. I I am a big fan of Mega Man X mostly because I find the soundtrack to be amazing.
1: Cool. Okay. And then um, what what about you, Tony? We'll move on to you and just ask, like, do you have a favorite Mega Man game you want to... Highlight or give a shout out to before we get into the nitty gritty. I'd say it's like a
0: three way tie between Mega Man Two, because Mega Man Two is pretty easy, but you know to, to steal the internet meme that gameplay. I don't know, it's just a really satisfying game to play. And I, I'd say X One and Two kind of tie for me. I think they're both really good. Three was okay; it wasn't bad by any stretch of imagination, but X One and Two were definitely much better for me.
1: So. Cool. All right, all right. Hey, and then, yawn before I forget, do you know who composed the the score you were talking about that you enjoyed in the Mega Man 10? Oh, no, I'd have to look that up. Oh, uh, okay, no big deal. Like, yeah. I, I was just curious, because I know, I know sometimes it's like, it's fun to listen to different soundtracks, and a lot of people don't think of video games sometimes in terms of music, but there's lots of beautiful music that comes out of... Uh, you know, like just besides like movie soundtracks or popular music or whatever, there's there's lots of great music that comes out of uh video game scores as well. So
0: I, I would say the Mega Man series as a whole has just great music throughout the whole series.
3: Yeah, a lot of the game has uh major focus on music, particularly the names of most of the main characters, especially in the Japanese version. <laughs> Is there
1: is there lots of differences in terms of the music when when it gets ported over to America or or does it like because I know you guys were talking about how the one version had a really atrocious dub like where is it was it at that point? I mean, I imagine, you know, since it was in the 90s, you know, I could see things like how the Ocean Group dub, you know, Dragon Ball Z and, you know, even Funimation, like whole patches of music was either replaced or changed or included or. Were there things like that with Mega Man as well?
3: Um, the, no, the music for the most part is the yeah. uh, same for them all. Um, sometimes you might get a different track uh, based on the, uh, the version of the game. Like, you take Mega Man 8, for example, uh, Tengu Man's theme is different on both the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn versions.
0: Yeah, and Mega Man, Mega Man 8 also has like a kind of a programming thing where there's so much going on in the game you can't really hear the music that well.
2: well yeah, like, the, the audio levels were all kind of screwy in that game. Like, the, the English, like, not only was the English dub, like, bad, like, the music kind of overpowered it in cut scenes, so it, like, it'd be like, you know, the music would be playing and you'd hear, like, you know,
1: like, <laughs> talking.
2: So the levels weren't quite up to the snow. No. Yeah,
1: okay. I don't know, for <laughs> the most
3: part, it yeah, the the music's fine for the most part, really. Uh, I've never really seen many issues with it. And I've been playing a, the games a lot uh, more lately uh, since I've been back on Twitch TV. Uh, I've done, like, yeah, I've played Mega Man 1 through 6 again. Uh, I, played, I, I played and beat Mega Man 8 back in November again, so that was fun.
0: Actually, y'all, didn't you just uh, get done doing a marathon earlier this week?
3: Uh, yeah, we did a Mega Man three race, and then I did a small marathon of one through four. Cool. I even did a I even did a run of Mega Man six with no deaths. That was surprising.
1: Nice. Wow. So 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 do some pimpage. Like if somebody is listening to this now, how would they find you to to watch like some kind of upcoming? Like you know, obviously this is going to be posted you know somewhere in the far flung future. So if people are using their DeLoreans or <laughs> you know, just doing their regular, everyday, normal time travel. When they're listening to this now, like, what what would they do to check you out on Twitch TV?
3: Uh, well, yeah, go to TV slash air underscore hammer, and you can check out my, uh, my highlights, my other videos. Uh, leave me a follow if you want. And then, uh, yeah, just I'll occasionally pop on with some Mega Man play, maybe other video games, I'm not sure yet.
1: And then if if somebody doesn't know what Twitch TV is, you want to just give them a a quick, you know, dime-sized pitch or whatever of of what Uh, it's all about?
3: Basically, it's the sister site of Justin TV, which was out how many years ago, and it's strictly for video games where people can live stream themselves uh, playing video games. And uh, yeah, it's got quite a following, and there's a lot of popular people on there, and yeah, Pretty good place to just meet people and watch out your your favorite games getting sped run and it's uh it can be insane.
1: Cool. <laughs> Alright, so so you heard it here, like check check yon's stuff out on Twitch TV, and um so I guess we'll we'll get into the nitty-gritty, the why we're here, the suggestion for Mike to read Mega Man from Archie Comics. What insanity using my robots to conquer the world. Professor, please change me into a fighting robot. Mega? What are you saying, my child? Please, I really want to help everyone, but I don't know if I'm strong enough yet. Mega!
3: Hmm. All right. I
0: understand. I don't like it, but sometimes such things must be done.
1: I'm just going to give a brief synopsis that I've plucked from the kind of, like, diamond, you know, previews-type solicitations, and then we can get into talking about the specific story arc and what we thought of it and everything. But, of course, this is Mega Man. Uh, If you're reading issue by issue, of course, we're going through issues one through four. And this was published as a trade paperback that is written by Ian Flynn. And the penciler is Patrick Spezianti which I guess his nickname is Spaz, so they say, like, Spaz is the penciler or whatever. And so uh, Mega Man Volume 1, let the games begin, and basically the synopsis is... Mega Man is the hit new action-adventure series from Archie Comics. Dr. Light wanted to build a better tomorrow with his new robot masters, but the evil Dr. Wily reprogrammed them to take over the world. Now it's up to the one little robot to save us all. Mega Man. Collects Mega Man issues one through four, plus variant covers, exclusive sketches, and special features. So yeah, that's the little publisher's summary for that trade of Mega Man that we've all read and everything. And I guess, I mean, I'm I'm just kind of curious, like what, what you guys all thought of it. I mean, I I guess we've kind of discussed this before we went on air, but this first arc i guess is a adaption of the first mega man video game i mean albeit there's probably some some embellishment and some differences here and there but it, it mainly focuses on dr light and how he's built all these different robot master robots to help society but because dr wiley is A sort of jealous, and and he feels he's unappreciated. He basically reprograms them, becomes a terrorist, and is using these robots to kind of rape and pillage the city and everything. And then, basically, the lead character, Rock, which I guess is the hipster Nod, that's like his civilian name in this, uh, you know, decides to become Mega Man and fight these robot masters and to try and maybe save them, or turn them back to the good side if he can, but if he can't, he's going to basically take them out and, you know, stop Dr. Wily from terrorizing the city and everything, and that's basically the long and short of it, but I guess what I'll do is I'll just kind of ask everybody, like, kind of what quick thoughts were on this first arc of Mega Man, like, Tony, you, you've read this, like, what do you what do you think about it?
0: Um, I, I think the first thing I really, really enjoyed about it is the uh, spaz. He's a great artist, especially for this kind of style. It, it really did look like cutscenes scenes from the video games, like even more detailed and stuff. And I really like that kind of stuff. I re- I've always liked the uh, quote-unquote Mega Man style of art. Um, Y'all you know, throw me a, a help out. Who is the uh, designer for the Mega Man look?
3: Well, Keiji Inafune did uh, yeah. many of the, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. He's credited for, like, yeah, pretty much making Mega Man look how he looks. And it does look like Mega Man. It's really cool. Um, One thing we were talking about before we started recording is how this four-issue arc, and I'm just going to talk about it as, like, one arc. I'm not really going to go into issue by issue. I'll just point out things here and there as we talk. But the whole arc, it really is just the first video game, but everything's made a little bit more cohesive. They take in stuff that has been mentioned before after the game came out to make it a more fleshed-out story. Again, I also really like that, and I do like the hipster knots. I like that there's rock. I like that there's roll. I like that they even mention blues. Who, for American gamers, that's Proto Man. So yeah, it, it was it was really well done. This was like you know I hate to sound like I'm plugging this too hard, but I like the quality of it. This was a really quality
1: made comic. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, it's pretty easy to follow. Like like I was saying, I don't I don't have an overt familiarity with storyline per se. Like I said, I kind of knew mostly from Captain N and mostly from Marvel versus Capcom, but the the story flows pretty well. I mean, occasionally when you're reading it and he's fighting all the different robot masters you you do kind of get the vibe of oh he's on level one and then maybe when you get to issue three or four you're like oh now he's on like level eight or level nine or whatever you know because he's he's sort of elevated you know and he's he's moving up the different levels and fighting all these different you know boss characters and everything like that but it, it doesn't make it any less entertaining you know The 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 thing that was new to me and i i don't know if this is new to any of you guys i guess maybe because you've probably played all the games, so this might be old hat to you, but I, I didn't realize when Mega Man defeats the boss character that he takes on their abilities. Like, I, I'm kind of just used to playing, you know, Marvel versus Capcom and super moves and blasting and leaping around and sliding and all that kind of stuff. I didn't realize, like, when he, you know, defeats, like, maybe the, the Bomb Man, you know, then all of a sudden it's kind of like he's, he's Samus in Metroid, and he can also you know generate his own bombs and he actually sort of changes his color palette so instead of having that light blue and dark blue armor and everything that he traditionally has that you're kind of familiar with seeing him have then he kind of takes a little more uh militaristic look where he's kind of got the dark army green and the kind of you know green uh suit and and he's got you know bombs that are shooting out of his little you know, mega cannon and stuff like that. Like, that was something that was new to me. It kind of reminded me of, and, and I said this earlier before we started, but, I, you know, for, for Legion of Superhero fans, it, it kind of reminds me of Ultra Boy, because Ultra Boy is a character that kind of has a similar power set to, like, mon or Superman. You know, he's got all these different abilities, but he can only use them one at a time. So, you know, if you're Superman, you know, you can fly and be invulnerable. But if you're Ultra Boy, it's like he has to fly at super speed and then all of a sudden he's got to switch to invulnerability at the last minute or otherwise he'll get pummeled if he you know, runs into somebody or something like that. And and kind of in the same way, it kind of reminded me of, of Mega Man in this series where he's he's switching back and forth between all these abilities that he absorbs, whether it's like ice powers or bomb powers or whatever.
0: Oh, what, one thing they also addressed. Which I thought was kind of nice, and it started in the first Mega Man game, and it's pretty much a theme that goes out through all of them, is <clears throat> once he gets a certain power, certain powers beat other Robot Masters easier. So they also addressed that, which I thought was kind of cool.
3: Yeah, they also addressed that the weapons don't last very long and his power can run out. Yeah, yeah, which was also like a nice thing.
0: They also, they also addressed that Iceman is a big, like, pussy and you can kill him in five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> But but I'll shut up, because I know Jan and Mike want to talk about it, especially, like, Jan, because he likes Mega Man so much, I know Mike was one who wanted to read this. What what was was some of the stuff you really liked, Jan? What, like, kind of tickled your Mega Man fancy on this?
3: Well, the issues really just follow the first game overall, and it's uh, neat because towards the end, we get the introductions of uh, Time Man and Oil Man from Mega Man Powered Up, so they decided to factor in those two new Robot Masters as well into the whole story. And, yeah, they mentioned
2: Blues. Uh, I don't think he's even got the name of Proto Man at this point. Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. For for Derek's benefit, uh, Proto Man is Racer X. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> funny
1: because I, I recognized the design, but I was kind of like, I'm like, I know this beautiful Joe-looking guy. I know he's, like, important and stuff. So, like, I had to, like, look it up and be like, who is in this first arc? And then and then all of a sudden I looked it up and went, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I sort of vaguely recall the name Proto Man, but I, I'm not, Pr- yeah. I wasn't, like, super familiar, but I was kind of like, I, I knew he was, like, important, but I, I didn't
2: He is, totally... yeah, he is Racer X or Kyoji Kashu or yeah. whatever you are, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know I'm not like Rock, but I'll always have his back. He's got a lot of heart for a machine.
0: Yeah, I, I should also mention he's probably one of my favorite characters in the original Mega Man series. So <laughs> it's
1: it's got a lighter tone to it, but I, I I do think that the fact that that Rock, you know, Mega Man is a robot, like it, you know, it does have similarities with say Astro Boy, or even like a, a character I'm a big fan of, you know, Android Kikaida. Like in that, you know, that he does kind of have those moments of. I'm I'm fighting my own kind, you know, I'm fighting robot kind and I am a robot, you know, and it, it's not it's not quite as melodramatic as Kikida might make it in the manga where it's like, "Brother, you are killing your brother," you know, and all this kind of like melodramatic stuff, but but there he does have moments of either you know, doubt or kind of you, you know, you can see that Dr. Light is not oblivious to you know the kind of sacrifice he's making you know as he goes on to to uh, sort of save the city and everything so and and I, I did kind of appreciate even though they have to go through the obligatory thing of oh you know weapons of war are so terrible and blah and and you know Dr. Light would never make weapons of war but they were misused by Dr. Wiley and all this other stuff and and kind of how he was kind of like Tony Stark at first you know Dr. Light kind of had to do some military work to get his his altruistic works off the ground and he's he's sort of supposed to be a little uh embarrassed or or you know kind of you know he looks down on that but but I did like that it, you know eventually when push comes to shove I think my favorite line from Mega Man is he's like look uh you know he's like I I don't want to you know go out and you know beat up all these guys and 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 you know I don't want to have to, you know, take out all these robots that are my fellow kind, but he does eventually say, like, if I have to fight, then I have to fight, you know, like, because maybe there's no other choice, so, so, and I kind of like that they do actually acknowledge that, you know, it's kind of like, oh, this is a comic, and, and, you know, and, and even if it's not, like, a comic, you know, there's some points where, you know, no matter what diplomacy you use, you know, no matter how you try to pitch it, like, sometimes you, 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 you have to stand up for yourself and defend the city. So I I did appreciate that aspect to it.
0: Hey, uh, Jan, speaking of which, like speaking of more character development, did you like the fact that they actually kind of gave role more of a character instead
3: of just like,
0: here, Mega Man, I gave you this.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, Kind of a nod back to what we've seen in the other animes and the Ruby Spears cartoon from the 90s. Uh, Fleshing her out as a much bigger character. Uh, although unlike Ruby Spears, I think she'll be more of the light-hearted, uh, stay-at-home and root for the team type. Whereas in the cartoon, she was always wanting to get out into the battlefield, get in the way, and try and help.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was that character—the one you didn't with, want with her, <laughs>
2: with her vacuum cleaner hand. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, did did you did you mind Jan, when they did the whole thing where like like Derek said originally he's Rock and uh, Dutter Light makes these two robots? It's revealed later, he made one before that. But he makes these two robots roll and rock. And they're basically like kids. They're like supposed to just be like, you know, civilian robots who are like his children. But yeah. then when when Rock gets, you know, upgraded, he does become Mega Man. Did you think it was like kind of cool that they incorporated both the Japanese and the American story, like or the identities?
3: Yeah. <laughs> it
1: just comes together
3: well to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well I mean I mean, if they sold the comic as Rockman, nobody would buy it because they'd be like, "Who the fuck is a Rockman?" But you know,
1: <laughs> uh, all the all the hipsters that, that played Rockman on the Super Famicom way back in the nineteen eighties, they they would know.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: we would we, we, we would know. <laughs> one one thing that was
0: kind of interesting. Uh, now I'm I'm going to ask Yon to try not to do too many spoilers, but he can if you know he feels like it because <laughs> hey, we're talking Mega Man, but you have read past the first uh, arc. Like does it does it change drastically, or does it kind of like go to Mega Man Two? Uh,
3: no, the Mega Man Two starts to get introduced at the end of the next arc. Um, oh, the cool. next, the next one, diff- uh, uh, yeah, it's wildly different from the games. It just furthers the backstory overall. Uh, you get more fleshed out characters. You get to know more about the Robot Masters. Uh, new characters are introduced that are exclusive to
2: the comic. Not to interrupt, but I really liked the two the cops that like help Doctor Light, and their names and their names are Gilbert Stern and Rosalind Crantz, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, yeah,
3: there's one part of the gameplay from the first arc which we don't see until the second arc. So, uh, yeah, that that's more to come.
0: Huh? That's kind of cool. Yeah, like yeah, I was just wondering if like, they they kind of keep doing this or if they are going to go like full on ball sonic with it cuz Sonic
1: yeah, just totally went from the game to like something totally different in the
0: the series from
1: what I've heard. Yeah, I always I always hear good things about Sonic, but I've never really sat down and read any of it. I know I know part of the reason why we decided to do this this Mega Man show was cuz Mike mentioned there is this big you know, Worlds Collide, you know, Sonic, Mega Man, crossover, team-up, spectacular, which, you know, it may help to, you know, have read a little bit of Sonic and a little bit of Mega Man before you sort of try to tackle that. But speaking of Mike, um, you know, what what about you? Like, you, you were kind of the... The impetus to, to us having sat down and checking out this Mega Man arc—I uh, I know you said you enjoyed it. Like, obviously, you were pleased. You know, you heard it was good, and and you know, from your perspective, that is the truth. You know, <laughs> that's gospel. But I mean, is there anything in particular that you want to sort of highlight or point out in terms of this this first four issue arc?
2: The first—the first thing I'd like to mention, which is kind of funny, is. Uh... Uh, I recognized uh, Spaz or Patrick uh, Spaziante, I think. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. But uh, I recognized his name because uh, in, like, the dying days of Dreamwave, like, when, I guess, like, when it hadn't broken yet that they weren't, like, Pat Lee wasn't paying his employees or whatever, like, there were, like, you know, the letters page, and it's like, you know, uh, you know, Don Figueroa has mysteriously vanished. He won't be drawing this comic anymore for reasons we won't say. Like right here, like, and our n- our new artist will be Patrick Spaziante. And I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Like, but unfortunately, Dreamwave died like a month after that. And so I was like, I can only hope that he did not do any work for them before, like he. Like
1: or or like, he got they, paid he, he in didn't, yeah he didn't get rolled before Dreamwave collapsed or whatever yeah because
2: they they also did a short lived Mega Man comic and I, I yeah they're, don't they're, know it's
1: the, about like what four issues long or something yeah like,
2: that. like I'm not sure if he was the artist on that but if he was like I can only imagine he probably didn't get paid so yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But uh yeah so that's like a funny thing that I noticed like right off the bat but uh, well I mean hopefully
1: I, hopefully he's getting treated well at Archie Comics now Yeah and they're, definitely they're pretty I'd much see. an institution so I'm sure they're they're at least treating him yeah. well
2: Well I mean he didn't draw this the second arc but I, I think he's drawn like other things he probably draws a lot of co- covers and stuff too okay. but um
0: He's got a very yes. good anime style don't you think Mike
2: Yeah, like I was gonna, like you said, Tony. Like I really enjoyed the art. Like I think it was very faithful to like the games, and it it was very expressive. And uh, his storytelling was very strong. Like I never got confused, and like you know, even owing to like the design, the original designs of the characters. Like I could tell all the robot masters apart. Like I never confused any of them. And, like, and like, I'm not familiar with the original games, Robot Masters, but, like, aside from maybe, like, Cutsman and Gutsman, because they were, like, on that car- awful cartoon, they were, like, the Bebop and Rocksteady on that, like, <laughs> cartoon, so...
0: that's uh, Gutsman's ass, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: Gutsman's ass, yeah. Look up on YouTube, Gutsman's ass. That's a pretty funny video. Hey,
1: Mega Man, you're a little low on the air.
2: but um in, in any case um yeah, the like uh, the story definitely yeah was kind of a little by the numbers like you know it was following it was trying to adapt a video game story that was like on the NES so you you, you can't expect a lot of like complication but I, I really think they they added a lot of pathos like you said Derek like i immediately thought of like Kikider when they kind of brought up that stuff like i don't want to hurt like these other robots you made you know or you know or just my own kind in general. So I immediately thought of like Hikider as well, and uh, and like it, it was it was mature. Like that subject matter was mature without being like like super serious. <laughs> it's grim like, this, like nobody's ripping their
1: goddamn face off. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> like yeah, like Yeah, it, yeah, it
0: was like, like an 8-year-old boy wouldn't read it and be like, "Mommy, what's going on?" <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't like no, but it's, You know, yeah,
1: it's, a... it's it's it, you know what it is is the the story is is a quick and entertaining read. It deals with some some weighty themes, but it's not like a Bendis comic where you can take like a piss in the shower and then you're done reading the comic and that's it, you know, like
2: Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it also really reminded me of, like, the Udon Street Fighter comic, where, like, you know, they take, like, the, adi- they pretty much remain strictly, pretty strictly faithful to, like, events and, like, the characterization, but they, they tell a story instead of just telling, like, the events of the game, and, and, like, you know, they add wrinkles in, and they, they expand characters, they create new characters that fit in and feel, like, true to the spirit of, like, the game, so, you know, it, Very, like, it's it's fan wink that isn't, like, super insulting and in-your-face, basically.
0: There's nothing better than reading a comic where the people who are doing it are obviously fans, but they're also talented. So they can turn that fan love into something, like, worthwhile and worth reading instead of just being, like you said, fan wink. He's like... Yeah, yeah, there's fan link in here, but you're like, no, this is good fan link. I like this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the the aspect of him, like, when he's incorporating all those new powers, like, that moment he has with Dr. Light and Roll, where it's almost, he, it's like he almost turns Anakin a McWhiney bitch for a second, and then he snaps <laughs> out of it, you know, where, like, he's like you know, kind of like, I've got all this power. And, you know, I think he, I I forget if he like yells at Roll or whatever he does, but there's, there's some kind of mini altercation and it doesn't like bring the whole book down, but, but it's like that moment where, oh, well, you know, there there are consequences to, to what he's trying to do. And he does, he, he is sort of, you know sacrificing some of himself to to help out and everything and and you you get that idea but it's not like it's hitting you over the head with it either you know i
2: yeah. i would just like to br- i would just like to briefly say like i i also read like the second arc after this one and like the one thing I really liked was, like, like Jan says, it doesn't really tell the events of a video game. But what I really liked is, and you sort of see it, like, at the end of this arc, too, is that they keep the Robot Masters around, like, at the end. Like, it's not like Mega Man, like, kills them and they're gone forever. It's like, he he basically makes he brings them over to his side, and it's it would seem like the Robot Masters just stay around and are, like, supporting cast members, which I thought was really, like, cool. And, like, yeah, there's, like, a moment, like, there's a couple cool moments in the second arc, like, my avatar right now is, like, you know, after Mega Man and the Robot Masters have all gotten, like, comfortable with each other, you know, Mega Man and, like, Bomb Man, and Mega Man's like, yo, dude, like, give me your power, and, like, they do a, like, bro fist and, like, trans- Bomb Man transfers his power to him, and they would like, throw bombs together and stuff.
1: Oh, and is, like... robot twin powers activate. They have <laughs> yeah. a exploding bomb with
0: fuse. I was going to say, you know, that's that game where, like, they, they say the the robot masters aren't actually evil, Wily just corrupts them, and they're actually not bad people, well, robots, but that's why they can be turned, because they were actually Dr. Light's robots originally. They weren't Wily's creations. Yeah. I, I, I think
1: it's interesting that in in some of those final fights in the first arc it, it actually shows you how individual all those robot masters are because some of them like start to yeah, I guess quote unquote see the light you know when when you know rock or mega man is is trying to convince them to to stop what they're doing but then there's also the the Patch of them that are kind of like no fuck this like Wiley's right like we're gonna we're gonna you know wreck shop and everything and and I think it's interesting that they even had inner squabbling among themselves because they were you know they're all kind of various individuals you know it's not it's not quite as hokey as Doom and Kang kind of you know having thought balloons about murdering one another while they team up but but it's nice to see that that each of those characters are not just it, it's not just they're not mindless automatons that are boss battles in a video game. You know, they they kind of had their own thoughts and ideas on the topic at hand.
0: I think one of Derek's probably favorite characters might have been Fireman, just because he's very brave and bold. He's like, you know, the flames of justice should not be used for evil.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of interesting how how you know they 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 have their own sort of motivations or their own personal codes, you know, and and, and what I thought was interesting is even at the end there, they they, they actually came into conflict, you know, it's not that they were all necessarily on the same page and laughing, you know, maliciously, it's like they they actually said, well, wait a minute, like, you know, if you start putting bombs in all these places, maybe the Flames of Justice aren't going to be upheld or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, there's a a super badass moment, like in the second arc, where all of them, like, give Mega Man his, like, their power, like, and they do, like, this sort of, like, hands in the center, everyone, and they all touch Megatron, Meg- Megatron, <laughs> Megatron, uh, Mega Man's, uh, what do you call, Megabuster uh, Mega Megatron, like, <laughs> <laughs> Mega Man, yeah, but, uh, yeah, the Meg- so, like, it's, it's it's stuff like that that I think is, like, super, like, badass, and, like, you know, it, it's cool, and it, it works so well, and it's clear, you know, Ian Flynn is a big fan of Mega Man, and he, like, it, it really shows in this.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's hard to feel bad when you're reading this comic. There's, like, a lot of comics where you read nowadays, and there will be like, I mean, <laughs> Spider-Man, <laughs> sorry, sorry, and they'll have, like, <laughs> they'll have these characters that you like, and they get killed all for no reason. And, like, here's this comic from Archie, and it's like, it's just Robot Masters. I mean, they are literally bad guys in a game where you're supposed to kill them. But they give them character, and you're like, well, I'm kind of glad they didn't die. So that, I think that's, like, a really cool touch, you know?
2: Well, it's not like, you know, Dr. Light also built another secret, like, sister of Mega Man that, like, steals the spotlight from him or whatever, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's no Moreland, like, you know, super bad guy either, you know? <laughs> like, they're just Wily.
2: Yeah. And Mega Man can't stop making out with her or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I was going to ask you on this. Um, I was wondering if you thought it was kind of cool. Uh, at, at one point, again, we're kind of like, you know, doing the whole games thing, you know, stuff like that. But they kind of bring in, like, the dark Mega Man. Like, you know, the the clone Mega Man. Yeah, the clone He's not- yeah, he's not nearly as badass as he was, like, you know, like, <laughs> as far as games and stuff. But, like, did you like that they kind of gave that nod to, like, you know, the series?
3: Yeah, it was uh, quite interesting how they played out uh, Mega Man's attitude towards the clone. And... um uh, well, I guess spoiler here, but yeah, he uses the magnet beam to get away from him, and then all of a sudden the the robot masters just bust down the wall, and they're like, "Where is he? We gotta, we gotta beat him up!" And all of a sudden, here's the clone, and they trash the clone instead of him.
0: Yeah, and, and the funny John thing it's, is, yeah, oh, go
2: ahead. I was just going to ask, Jan, is that an actual element from the game, or? Oh no, you not think, at
3: all. No. Uh, yeah,
2: I didn't think so. Like, or maybe that's sort of make a sort of maybe like a prototype of like Base or something. Because like Base is like the Venom, isn't he? Like the evil Mega Man, isn't he?
3: Um, well, for cases of both storyline, um, yeah, we have we. Dr. Light and Dr. Wily, in this case, both start out by building Proto Man, or in this case, Blues, and um, for whatever reason, Blues just decides to up and leave one day, uh, never to be found again. Depending on which version of the story that you watch, uh, Wily overall is blamed for this disappearance, uh, because I guess... Doctor Light sees that there may have been a problem with the guidance system or something. Uh, and this is just one of the other factors that leads to his jealousy and betrayal. Of course, uh then we also see that the uh the, the plans for blues were also used to create the sniper joes and eventually Mega Man is, uh, well rock as well. And then uh yeah, Bass I was is in was for quite a while and yeah, uh Bass is basically supposed to be a Uh, Like, in the video game, he debuts as another good guy, and then you find out later on that he's uh, been working for Wily the whole time, and he's basically supposed to be the next step up from Mega Man. He has similar abilities. He can copy weapons. Proto Man can also copy weapons, although you never see that in the games.
1: That that moment with the the clone at the end of this first arc, the the copy Mega Man, I think is interesting because it's almost like I just want to use one of my analogies, but it's almost tantamount to if Spider Man was fighting with Ben Riley and you know, or or Peter Parker is fighting with his clone in Night of the Clones or whatever, and then all of a sudden like the Sinister Six bust in. <laughs> And they kill the shit out of the clone, and then Doc <laughs> Ock's like, great, now kill Mega Man, and then all of a sudden, like, Rhino, Sandman, Mysterio, and Kraven and all those guys are like, no, dude, Spider-Man's our buddy, and we've proven ourselves by killing that stupid-ass clone, so fuck you, Doc Ock. Like, that's kind of what happens, almost, and I, I thought that was kind of an interesting, you know, it was a cool little moment, I mean, I guess that's the way they get around you know, Mega Man does not uh, kill those those Robot Master bosses, and then in some ways they become like his his Tien Shin Hans and his his Yamchas and, and, and all that kind of stuff, and become sort of part of the Mega Man family.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: the only one who's like kind
0: of sour was Ice because he's like, you humiliated me. <laughs> but even he, he even he comes to the good side. But like he's like he's like it's like him, Man, and Gut, Cut's Man kind of goes back and forth. He he eventually gets, like, one over. But, like, it's like him and Elect Man, mainly. They're like, fuck that. We hate Mega Man. <laughs> oh, that was one thing that I thought was kind of cool as far as the games. Um, I, I love little nods, and, like, you know, that's something I always get into. Uh, I, I like that in Elect Man, quote-unquote, stage, he was like, if I channel all my power throughout the area I'm in, I can electrify the whole zone, which is exactly how Man's Zone is in the uh, original Mega Man. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Little things like that make me happy. I don't know why. It's just, it's just a thing. So, Also, a lot of cameos from uh, favorite Mega Man, uh, I wouldn't even say tertiary characters, but, uh, for example, we, we get a lot of uh, Mets love, or Me tools, depending on how you want to call them.
3: Yeah, we see Mets and Susie's and Bladers and Big Eyes. <laughs> and
0: yeah, uh, even even yeah, Sniper Joe shows up. Yeah. yeah. So, all that stuff's kind of cool. I mean, yeah, like you know, like Mike said, there's a lot of wake in this, but it, it's not it's not even pandering fanwank. It's not like here you go, assholes, here's some shit. No, it's like oh, they actually like the series, they like the games, you know.
3: Yeah, I I also like how many of the locations that Mega Man visits throughout his uh, trek to take on the Robot Masters all simulate the stages that are from the video game. But unlike the video game for the comic, all of these locations are around the city. And in the game, Mega Man is supposed to be on some kind of island or something called Monsteropolis.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, like, like uh, you know, in they they make these various areas to, like, suit their personalities, you know, like... Yeah. You know, yeah. Even,
3: even the room where he fights the the Mega Man clone is looks identical to what it did in the video game, which was it's not as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is cool. And I also like the fact that they also acknowledge that, uh, Yellow Devil is a fucking asshole, and he sucks.
3: Yep, yeah, no pause trick in this comic book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, if any of our listeners don't know what I'm talking about, um, uh, obviously Yon is well aware of it. In the first Mega Man game, you go to Dr. Wily's uh, castle uh, at the end, obviously, like like every Mega Man game, and we get our first uh, glimpse at this character called Yellow Devil, which is basically a blob uh, with arms, legs, and a big red eye. And there's a polish strip you can use to beat him, but if you didn't know that, even with it, it's really a pain in the ass. He's a very hard boss. Uh, I've heard people say he's one of the hardest bosses of any game, and I hear Shadow Devil's worse <laughs> or Dark Devil, whatever you want to call it, like the one in the later games.
3: Yeah, there are many of them.
0: But I, I guess like one thing I did want to ask you on, uh, like as far as like your love of the Mega Man franchise and you love like all the games and stuff. Like I said, I'm a pretty big fan, but you're definitely you definitely have me beat because you played all of them. I haven't even scratched the surface of what you played. Did you like? Feel at the first four issues if you were a fan of the games originally would you be like you know i i, I was but like i'm wondering your perspective as a, a bigger fan were you like man i wish this was a cartoon this is like how you should have done a comic all along you know like did it like you know make you like really excited that like they kind of nailed it pretty well right out of the gate
3: yeah the these volumes are very faithful to the games, and yeah whereas the second volume is uh uh definitely changes things up a bit um yeah it, great quality, great art, everything just plays through the way you think it's going to, Would i wanna see a cartoon out of it yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> uh it's been quite a while since we've had a decent mega man cartoon uh ever since the Battle Network show went off the air. And yeah, as as much as the Ruby Spears version was corny, uh, I had fun with it. I think it ended a little abrupt as well.
1: It, it did
0: kind of end like shortly after the Mega Man X arc, right?
3: First X game had been out by that point. Uh, the second to last episode of the cartoon featured X. And yeah, that was actually really fun to see in the cartoon was uh, how much different the X characters were to the original. And yeah, when it comes to the storyline, after all these years, there is still no explanation from Kiji Inafune or Capcom or anybody else as to what happened in the tr- transition for all those years. Like, you get nods in the video games about uh, Zero being built and all of that, but you, you just never find out what happens. Yeah, and yeah. It, it would be interesting to see... Uh, you know, what were the fates of how many of the other robots and, um, you know, just all of that, really, yeah.
1: Well, maybe maybe that's something, that's they, something they could, they could tackle, tackle in a future arc of this comic, too. Yeah. I mean, even if it's not the original creators, you know, maybe they can give yeah. their own take on what what they think went down between those, those two games yeah. and everything. Yeah. I just want to know when everybody
0: became Reploids. That's all I want to know.
3: <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Um, X was designed as the very first. And, uh, after Dr. Kate found him, he used, uh, X as a basis, basically copied him, and created the Reploid line from that point on. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah.
0: Question answered. All all I can say is, like, as long as this comic... I don't care if they even have X in it. I like Mega Man X. I like Zero. Those guys don't bother me at all. I, I like them as characters. As long as it'll get fucking Axel on this, I, I will read the comic. I'm fine.
1: <laughs> so, sort of, Maybe. sort of pulling back the the veil. I'm I'm just kind of curious. Like, Jan, you're not normally uh, what we categorize as a comic book reader. And as far as reading these comics, like, it seems like you were interested enough to go through the first arc. And and I know you and Mike both jumped ahead and and read the second arc as well. Like, is this something that you could see? reading on a on a regular basis for like people that are listening that that are maybe in your boat where they're kind of like ah i don't normally like comics but i am a fan of Mega Man like would you kind of tell all those people to to check this out
3: yeah if you're a Mega Man fan this is definitely something you want to read uh you'll get a lot of uh you know nostalgic value out of it so yeah check it out definitely
2: oh no he's gonna blast president lincoln Ask yourself for Mr. Lincoln.
1: We will move on to our regularly scheduled segment, which is what is awesome in your world this week. And if you're not familiar with this segment and you've been listening this long, what's the matter with you? No, um, if if you're not familiar with this segment and this is your first time listening, we just like to talk about something, whether it's, you know, some kind of entertainment or multimedia or toys or video games or whatever it is, you know, some books, you know, things like that. Like, whatever is awesome going on in our world this week. And I will start with Mr. I-have-nothing-to-say. Mike, what is awesome in your world this week?
2: Um... Today or this weekend that we're recording this is like the 2015 like uh, toy fair like in New York, and uh, like they just today they just released a slew of new stuff that I'm sure many of us are very interested in. Most of like the, the Transformers like Combiner Wars stuff like they showcased the new Constructicons and Devastator. And, uh, like, a new leader-class Ultra Magnus, who, who includes Minimus Ambus, who is, like, a tiny, like, mini-con-sized guy. But still, that's pretty awesome. And so, and, and then a bunch of new, like, Marvel Legends, and, you know, Star Wars figures that I'm sure, like, you're interested in, Derek. So, you know, all around some good stuff, and, like, my wallet is already, like, bleeding. So, like, uh, I'm kind of like, oh, crap, like, I'm going to have to find room for this stuff.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm, excited I'm, I'm just kind of like, that. man. I, I, it's like, yeah. There's, there's tons of Marvel Legends waves. It looks like. So. Yeah, Combiner Wars
0: is just looking like it's going to be like, here, take all my monies.
1: <laughs> yeah, just, yeah that, that's Devastator. I keep saying it, but the Devastator looks sweet. It looks pretty cool.
2: Yeah, so that's my awesome thing of today. Red, red, right? Now.
1: All right. What, what about you, Tony? Are you, are you secret brothers with Mike? Or you got something? You got something different on the docket for what's awesome in your world this week?
0: Um, actually, I didn't find out a lot of, about a lot of those releases till Mike told me. So, I'll secret brothers them on the fact that they're cool. But I did have something different. Um, this is a something awesome by via way of our fan holes buddy Justin. <clears throat> Shout <laughs> Factory actually has a website up now, and they're doing streaming, and they're streaming a lot of old shows, uh, stuff from the '60s and stuff like Dobie Gillis, which is one of my favorite old time shows, and. Also, like Time Tunnel, all a bunch of the properties that they own, and they're just putting it up online. And as a longtime dedicated uh, MST fan, uh, Misty, if you will, they have MST3K on there, Mystery Science Theater, which is awesome for me because I love Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's free, it's streaming, and just go to shoutfactory.com, and you can see some pretty cool shit for free.
1: Yeah, sounds good. So, how about you, Yon? You got anything on the docket for what is awesome in your world this week?
3: Uh, I guess just a whole bunch of little things. Like, sure, we've got all the new Transformers news, which looks amazing. You know, yes, ouch, my wallet. But then again, my wallet never has anything in it, so even more ouch. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> uh, there's it's, my. It's at- okay. We'll get we'll get Martz to put it on his Martz card for you. It's cool. We'll there's care. my uh,
3: Action Masters Digibash, which I finished uh, a few days ago. Uh, that one can be found on my DeviantArt page, air-hammer.deviantart.com. Uh, I'm working on another one now for somebody. Uh, it's going to be just a look at uh, how an IDW-style Rodimus would look like if he were made out of Breakdown or Dead End. Cool. So that's going look neat. Uh, I'm happy to see that Walking Dead is back, and, uh, yeah, it's definitely getting... Uh, Crazy and emotional right from the
2: start. Yeah, da- damn, that was a good episode this yeah. past Sunday.
3: And then the only other thing, and this actually hit the news this morning, it's uh, one of our local theaters. Uh, I live on the Sunshine Coast. There's only two theaters here. And uh, the closest one, it's called The Raven's Cry. It's about a 35-minute drive away. Uh, the manager there has basically stated uh, that she's not going to uh, bring in Fifty Shades of Grey because she... Didn't like the movie, and Fine said it would be inappropriate for just about any age. So, yeah, that theater has uh, pretty much banned it.
1: <laughs>
3: that's funny.
0: I like that that's awesome to you. <laughs>
3: well, the, way, the way that she actually put it in the end is, uh, we're not banning the film, we're simply playing better movies.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 no, I'm not, I'm not slamming you, I, I, I think got way too much hype and I'm like already tired of it so if it goes away quickly I'll be happy but it's not but
3: Well yeah I've I've heard it already made like thirty one million and to be honest I really want to see this movie bomb. I've heard that it's got two sequels in the in the makes already which is absurd. And uh when I looked at that news report uh from this morning, you've got how many people on the street that they were interviewing that seem to think that it's worth checking out and You've got how many fans of the book that absolutely do want to see it, but for the average person that is probably a Twilight hater, yeah, they despise this book even more, and they don't want to see it get anywhere.
0: I'm just going to be that guy. I don't see why you would want to see this movie when there's just so much free porn online.
3: Yeah. Like, if I wanted to see uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, I would look up, the uh, the convention video of Team Four Star and the Nostalgia Critic doing excerpts from the chapters while doing impressions now that was hilarious
0: actually I saw that that was pretty fucking funny
3: <laughs> like when you see Guru and uh, Mr. Popo and Mickey Mouse and so forth doing doing the lines it's a lot better <laughs>
0: oh I'm gonna hand you <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that Mickey laugh
1: all right, well, uh, just just something that I read today that I thought was pretty awesome was I checked out Marvel Comics Darth Vader issue number one, and I, I think that's going to be my my awesome thing of the week. It's pure fan wank. It's pure fan wank. It's Darth Vader being awesome like every five pages or whatever. But you know what? I, I all I'm going to say about it is we're We're now in the era, as as Tony sort of had alluded to and mentioned when we were talking about Star Wars the last time on this show. we're We're sort of in the era of prequel apologizing. And you know, the best thing I can say about this is, it had some big moments that alluded to the Star Wars prequel. Darth Vader goes to Tatooine. He fucks some some Sand People shit up. He fucks up some Jabba shit. You know, like he does a lot of cool things. But not once did I think of me fossa muhassa and your skin is soft like sand, my lady. And like normally now, when I like I see Darth Vader, that's all I can fucking think of. But I totally didn't think of that. So. It may be over the top fan wink, but it kept me from thinking about the prequels. And maybe all I thought of a little bit with all the Emperor Vader interactions, I did think a little bit about Robot Chicken. You know, <laughs> like it was like Vader, <laughs> Vader, you know, and he's like, "Okay, Master." But you know what? <laughs> like, like it, it was fun. I had a lot of fun reading it, and that's going to be my my awesome thing of the week for for, for like twenty seconds. Just
0: 20 seconds, Derek saw Sebastian Shaw materializing at the end of Jedi instead of Hayden I for,
1: for 20 seconds, I was like, yeah, Darth Vader is badass. He's totally awesome, you know? Instead did, of, like, in the back of my head, like, it was like, Lee fossa, do fossa, fossa, you know, and shit. Did, uh,
2: did they do that scene from that cover I showed you where Darth Vader, like, struts down the runway or whatever?
1: <laughs> no. no.
2: Good. Okay.
1: No, it was it was fun. Like he he chokes the shit out of fucking Jabba the Hutt, and he fucking kills a bunch of fucking sand people, and like it it was fun. It was fun. Like I enjoyed chokes it. him, huh? Yeah, yeah.
2: Maybe maybe Darth Vader should be in Fifty Shades of Grey. He's like he's <laughs> like
1: Java, hook me up, bro. No, it's yeah. So yeah, it was cool. It was very cool. So yeah, I guess that kind of wraps up our show for tonight. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, if if you want to ban Fifty Shades of Grey in your town, you can send emails to fanholespodcast at gmail.com. You can tell us you want it banned. We can't do anything about it, but you can certainly send us emails requesting it be banned. If you want to check us out, we are also on the fanholespodcast.blogspot.com site. We are on Stitcher Radio, where you can stream episodes of Fanhole's podcast, along with the proper podcast, which is what you're listening to currently. We also have a bunch of spin off shows, such as Fanhole's Mobile Suit Mondays, Fanhole's Transformers Tuesdays, and Fanhole's Sentai Saturdays, and Toku Thursdays, which we're kind of behind on, but you know what? That's fine. We've got plenty of Mobile Suit Mondays and. Uh, Transformers Tuesdays for you to check out as far as spinoff shows. So you can also check those out if you're so inclined. And, oh yeah, the social medias. We are on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We appreciate all the likes and the tweets and and all that kind of good stuff on the social media. We have an Instagram where we're slowly uploading some funny pictures here and there. We are on...
0: Tumblr. Tumblr.
1: Tumblr. We've got a Tumblr with a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. So we are on all those social medias, so if you if you enjoy the social medias, you can follow us through those different routes and everything like that. But this is going to wrap us up for tonight, so until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek W.C. Super Fighting Robot, Derek W.C. Hey,
2: it's Mike and I'm off to go hunt down and destroy the evil energy this is Yon Air Hammer, I'm gonna go find Dr.
3: Wally.
0: And this is Tony uh Jackson, you can just say Gutsman's
2: ass.
1: Hey <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just wondering like I when Java got choked out by like Vader, he was like, Oh my god, I bet your daughter's gonna do this to me in like ten years.
1: That's kinda <laughs> that's kinda what he looked like. He looked all hot mm, and bothered mm, when mm. Darth Vader was choking him out. <laughs> like, mm,
0: mm, mm. I don't, I don't
1: know how he, he like because they, they have this dialogue and he's like it, basically like was getting air choked but then eventually he's like okay okay but i was like or i forget what he said but he's like i get it i get it you know or something like that but i'm like your tongue's fucking. Hit. how are you talking <laughs> okay, okay.
2: i get it i'm fat leave me alone
1: <laughs> you know what though I, I gotta say though for that that book man those two Jawas that open fire on Darth Vader have to be the ballsiest motherfucking Jawas <laughs> who have ever lived. Because, like, like, basically there's this sequence where Jawas like, all right, guys, like, go to town on Darth Vader and try to kill him. And the two, first two assholes who open fire are the Jawas. And I'm just like, motherfucking balls on those Jawas. It's fucking Darth Vader.
0: Ootini, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's like, Ootini, motherfucker. Like, what? Are you serious? Come on, Jawas!
0: <laughs> <laughs> bitch, we're gonna steal your robot in ten years.
1: I kill all the sand people, women, and children, bitch. Don't be shooting at me.
2: He adds Jawas to things Darth Vader hates. <laughs> like, sand people, like, stupid Obi-Wan. Like, Jawas.
0: <laughs> jawas, they're all short and covered in sand. <laughs>
1: I hate Jawas. I was I was in Jawas' palace and then these Jawas opened fire on me. Motherfuckers. It's outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> Jawas so are know who I back. Are.
0: <laughs> I wish I could like not kill Jawas, but I can't wish that anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Until Pappy teaches me how to keep people from dying. <laughs> <laughs>